Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. All right, welcome back, everybody. Dr. Homebrew. Welcome back. On your iDevice. Because you listen regularly. I'm assuming you listen regularly. If this is your first show, you're in for a treat. I'm going to tell you that. And you will be listening regularly. And you will, yes. With your entire Homebrew Club. Or uh, or else, uh, you know, we'll get code to find your IP address, look you up, and then uh, just sit on your front lawn. You know, like, the, have you guys been watching the show, The Leftovers? Watching that show no. on uh, you guys been watching that? Uh, it's uh, I, I think it's rad. It's a it's based on this book, which I hear is kind of terrible. Actually, I was reading the reviews on it. Uh, it it's like uh, some apocalyptical elliptical machine. Is that what it is? An apocalyptical an apocalyptical machine where like yeah. you work your buns out and then suddenly the Earth it explodes. Tightens your buns and turns you into a mutant. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then you get to survive. You have seen it. So no. every, like everybody <laughs> gets raptured and then the raptured and they just disappear. Left, other people are left behind. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, hence the, hence the uh, the leftovers. But there's this uh, there's this group within the show called uh, the Guilty Remnant. I think is what they're called. And uh, they're just they dress in white. They don't say they don't speak anything. And all they do is smoke cigarettes. And then they go to like recruit people. They don't do anything. They just stand in front of your house and hand you cigarettes, just staring at you smoking. Just staring at you until you freak out, and it's uh, it's amazing, and uh, that's what yeah, this show's a lot show. like. Yeah, and so if you if you don't listen to the show, that's what we're gonna do. That's a lot like Doctor. <laughs> we're, we're gonna stand, sit here, and stare at JP till he freaks out. <laughs> just gonna go, okay, fine, I give. What do you want? And then I'll and then you'll write it down, and it'll be some weird thing. And Can we smoke candy cigarettes. I think real cigarettes would interfere with the, <laughs> the beer flavor for me. I don't really do that. So where was I? Was at a, a, a an eighties party uh, for my brother's girlfriend, and uh, they had candy cigarettes. And they were like made in Portugal or some weird place. And then they they were mostly tapioca. Yeah, it was really weird a binding agent, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, they can't call them candy cigarettes, though. They're, they're no. like candy sticks or something. I, I don't think even the real 80s were quite that weird. No. But in the 80s, you could call it a candy cigarette. In the 80s, you could probably eat tobacco and it was fine. Right. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's a real cigarette, but we'll it's call wholesome. it candy, and then, uh, you know, it's good. Yeah, you just spit into an empty beer can once in a while. <laughs> right. I feel like I'm full of stories right now for some reason. Anyway, it's Dr. Homebrew, everyone. Thanks for hanging out. Before we get to uh, the incredible show, we, I, I think we have a pretty good lineup of beers today. Uh, I want to thank Five Star Chemicals. You go to fivestarchemicals.com. They bring you this show each and every month, uh, sometimes twice a month. Actually, every time twice a month. Uh, but they're great. They're a fantastic sponsor. They're supporting what we're doing here on Dr. Homebrew, which is essentially teaching people how to uh, take their beers to the next level. If you uh, have any sort of flaws, maybe uh, my water doesn't taste right or this thing is kind of weird or this funky thing or uh, my score is in like the high 20s and I need to get out of there because I want to you know, start winning some competitions, that's what we're about. Send us your beer. Shoot me an email, jp at thebringnetwork.com, and uh, I will contact you eventually before the rapture takes place. I promise you that. But our first um, question is going to be, are you using five-star? No. It, it needs to be, because, uh, because seriously, th- that's the only way to, to ensure that you are, uh, have a clean and sanitary work environment, is to use five-star chemicals. Uh, there's a few products on the market that uh, claim to be just a one-step thing, but uh, it, it's really not. So, you can't uh, just be clean, and you can't get sanitary without be- first being clean. That's right. And I've personally drawn five stars on all the entrance uh, score sheets for tonight. Just there you go. And, subliminal and five, advertising. Yeah. And if you are both clean and sanitary, you might survive the rapture. <laughs> if you want to. If you want to. Uh, if you want to be one of those people in white suits smoking cigarettes and freaking out your neighbors. I can't tell if Brian is just subliminal advertising genius or an ADD victim. I don't know. Yeah. Both? Is anyway, there ever a difference? No. It sounds like I don't it, know. Sounds like that show is pretty cool, though. I wish I had time to watch shows once in a while. What's that supposed to mean? I have a lot of time on my hands? No, it just means oh. I have a 
Yeah, because I do have a lot of time. Yeah, on I, we know. Eighteen yeah, months yeah. old at home. I do. You know. I do like five hundred radio shows for a living. That's all I have is time. time. Yeah, cause but I make time for Doctor Homebrew because I like doing that. You should, dude. And I really appreciate you, you, you coming on. Oh yeah, Lee. You I, li- so I listen all the time. Sometimes they even show up. We appreciate staring across the desk at you, and we like we we like oh, talking to the brewers. This is that's that's what it's really about. It's a lot of fun, yeah. So uh, of course, my co-hosts Brian and Lee—they're really the brains behind the whole operation. They're master BJCP judges, and uh, they're here to to give you the rundown on your beer. So today, uh, we do have a pretty rad lineup. Uh, I have I had to make notes because each each uh, these are like uh, these are complex beers, nebulous here. categories or something. So the first one. That we're going to be tasting in studio is a dark, sour, blended beer aged in old Rasputin barrels. Did I get that right? Yeah, that's about it. All right. Uh, at, uh, we're calling, it a, we're, we're calling it a 16E Belgian specialty. 16E. Okay, great. Show. Wonderful. And for then those reading at home through the guidelines in the BJCP.org website or if you have a printed copy. Yeah. And then afterwards... We're going to do a strong, dark, Belgian, blackberry, wit beer. Sound about right? Yes. Okay. 16E? Sure. Also 16. Yeah, so we're yeah. doing two 16Es in this show. Jesus Last show we did two American Pale Ales. Now yeah. we've got two Belgian specialties. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I, I don't think I've quite had beers like either of these two. You probably have not. So, uh, but maybe you have. That'll be interesting. I can't make your mind. Way to mix things up, JP. That's Same all I do for every show, but yet you manage to mix things up anyway. I think. Well, we'll see, but yeah, I mix stuff up, dude. I don't know if you know that about me. But You're a mix, mix master, JP. That's right. That's right. We'll have two cream ales in the next show. <laughs> you know, that's all I'm going to do from now on. Just Get the same style. Time. Oh, I'm sorry. You have a, a, a Vienna Lager? No, we're looking for light Americans right now. Sorry, bro. You're out. You're out. How many light Americans are there? <sighs> I don't even know what yeah, to say to that. Probably just as well. <laughs> the more you drink, the less you are. Yeah, it's that's time for a break. For. It's time for it's a time break. For a break. Already, uh, so we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We have uh, Sam and his lovely wife Tanya. Hello. Um, I may not have you guys on, so sorry if I don't. Oh wait, there we go. He'll fix that. All right, try now. Hello. Howdy. Perfect. Look at that. I'm a genius. Uh, so we're going to talk to you guys about your beer, uh, Tanya. Have you? Do you brew this beer also? Are you a home brewer? She uh, definitely influenced the blend. Uh, this, we brewed this for our wedding, actually. This was our wedding favorite. So. Okay, get on the mic. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. It's, uh, it was our wedding favorite. So big part of it went there. Yeah. Cool. It was emotionally supportive. There you go. That's all you need to do. It's fine. So you, you probably, uh, if, if we had to, to issue credit, you would be 80%, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Least, I am the brains and the beauty. See? There we go. What's he? Uh, the muscle. Yeah, definitely the muscle. muscle. All right. There we go. Good. All right, everybody. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to do uh, do some more nonsense here on Dr. Humber. We're going to taste some of this beer. Uh, I'm thirsty, so uh, let's play these commercials. Back after this. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> hey, dude. I think there's... Uh, <laughs> What's wrong? You don't look so good. There's, <coughs> there's something wrong with your beer. It's making everyone sick. <laughs> Don't let your beer make your loved ones ill. Proper cleaning and sanitation is the key to avoiding puke on your shoes. But I used an all-in-one. Cleaning and sanitizing cannot be done in a one-step process. No cleaner can sanitize, and no sanitizer can clean. The amazing chemists at Five Star Chemicals have your solution. Clean with BBW and sanitize with Star Sand. Fantastic! Your friends and loved ones will thank you. Five Star products are available at fine homebrew shops near you and online. Put your best beer forward with Five Star Chemicals. Your one stop for the cleanest two-step solution. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing. 
a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up, you might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer. Bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Dr. Homebrew, please report to the ER for code blue. Dr. Homebrew to the ER, please. No, and your tea time has been moved to 2.30. All right, everyone, welcome back. I feel like I say that after every break and every show. And nobody says anything. No one cares. We want to be welcoming, though. But we're happy to be here. We're glad. We are glad. We are glad. Are we going to start this again? No. (laughs) It's a different different, uh, emotion. I like that. We welcome anyone who wants to listen. We're perturbed. We're something, that's for sure. All right. Uh, So we have Sam and Tanya in the studio. How are you guys doing? Great. Thank you. Good to be here. Perfect. So, okay, you have the, let me uh, get my thing here, dark sour blend in old Rasputin barrels. Yeah, that's about right. Okay, and how old is this beer? Uh, The oldest uh, that went into the blend is about three years, and the freshest is probably about three months now. Three months now. How long have you been home brewing? Uh, About six, seven years, Um, and I've been a professional brewer for about a year and a half. Oh, okay. Where are you brewing? I'm down at Lagunitas right now. Nice. How's it going over there? How are the kids doing at Lagunitas? Oh, uh, the kids are good. We're going yeah. on a field trip tomorrow down to Anchor to see how they do things a little differently. Uh, it should be a hell of a San Francisco adventure. <laughs> field trip, you guys. Nice. Yeah, Anchor's fun for sure. We don't get to do stuff like we that. We went to the Wonder Bread factory when I was a kid. That was that was quite the field trip. <laughs> went to the Hershey factory. That was fun. That's it. I didn't get to go anywhere cool. The Hershey factory? Hershey. Okay. Yeah. I think we went to a Twinkie factory, too, and saw, like, Hostess stuff. It might have been the same place, though. Where was that? It's in Cleveland. Oh, okay. That's nowhere near I here. went to the Jelly Belly factory as an adult. <laughs> hey, that's a good tour, though. I like sugar. I still haven't done that tour. I heard it's amazing. It's cool, awesome. yeah. You can buy the belly flops, like the ones that are, came out misshapen, and they give you big bags of them for, you know, five bucks or something. Next time visiting the Hop Grenade in Concord, yeah. Yeah. make time for the Jelly Belly Factory in Fairfield. That's right. Yeah. Get yourself a bag of belly flops. Which can be dissolved and fermented. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how you know that. They have preservatives well, it's in them. just sugar. <laughs> it's true. Probably it's just And a sugar, bunch of other yeah. nonsense. Yeah. Uh, so then how long have you been homebrewing, Sam, if, uh, if your oldest beer is three years old? Uh, I've been homebrewing about seven years in total now. Uh, I started in college just to make beer for my roommates to drink that, uh, so they wouldn't drink my craft beer. And right. so it was just all alcoholic stuff. But uh, okay. uh, since I, you know, I graduated college, moved on a little bit, I was uh, brewing while I was, I was a merchant marine, and I was brewing while I was out at sea. Um, and since I've kind of quit that, come back home, I've been brewing pretty much nonstop at least two, three times a week almost. Wow. Yeah. Tanya's nodding her head feverishly. Yeah, yes, I, I, he's she, brewing all the time. He's had a lot of ruined closet space because of my brewing. <laughs> yeah, we're not in an apartment anymore, so it's a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's really funny that he'll work a night shift for like 10 hours and then come home and brew more beer. So that's that's commitment right there. <laughs> he loves it. I couldn't do that. A night shift no at way. a brewery, no less. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And yeah, well, I, I do mostly sours. So you've got to get a good stock on hand so you can oh, yeah. later. That's true. Have you ever taken wort from from the big uh, from the big tanks and uh, soured that thing down? 
I haven't done it as, as like a whole pitch. I've done yeah. it as like a uh, a word starter. I'll take some more. Oh, okay. Two liter thing to pitch them up. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, and then, so where did you get the old Rasputin barrel? Uh, before Lagunitas, I was a brewer up. Uh, I was a production supervisor up at North Coast, and actually, the I didn't age that barrel, or mm-hmm. I didn't age the beer in that barrel. What it was is uh, uh, the beer is called something old, something new, and I could have called it something borrowed as well. At the <laughs> wedding, because uh, one of the other brewers up there took one of the old Rasputin barrels home after we had emptied it out. He brewed, I think, for almost two weeks straight, just home brewing. Uh, five ten gallon batches to fill this barrel back up with oh, wow. amber sour that he was going to use for the solera project mm-hmm. uh he about right before our wedding actually he moved back to pennsylvania where he's from and he now works at trogues so he left us with about six gallons of this amber sour oh wow um, and i think a lot of it was a, a munich base malt um, so that was kind of the, the base for this sour um so you get a little bit of the cherry flavor coming from that probably um but for the most part yeah he had aged 60 gallons of the stuff in a, a Rasputin barrel, and then before he left, he just distributed it to all his friends. So, so you didn't make it, you just stole it from this dude. I, I stole part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, That's yeah. all right. That's all right. He wasn't going to use it anyway. Yeah, exactly. He's all right. Repurposed. A little freak. There you go. Repurposed. Uh, all right, Brian, yeah, you're up, dude. The bottles look pretty cool, too. It's you know something old, something new, nice label on it. This yeah, very your, cute label. Your party favorite. Yeah. A dark blend of old and young sour ales. I'd love to go to a wedding that has beer this good at it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a little 375 mil cork, fin- cork finish bottle, so yeah. nice. Looks good. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I do get a lot of cherry and, and fruitiness, uh, you know, in there. Um, the first, uh, the, you know, plums and cherries and, and a lot of interesting stuff. The first thing I noted was, you know, it has kind of a, it does have kind of a woody and and, uh, and horse blanket aromas kind of in even measure. Um, jumping out at you, and uh, you know some some Brett character there. Um, the malt is you know pleasantly fruity and and has a lot of different a uh, lot of different elements of fruit. You know some tangerine, cherry, plum, darker fruits, brighter citrus fruits. A really cool blend there of just fruity flavors coming from the malt. Um, it it had a little bit of a kind of a tannic quality in the in the nose, and. Uh, the sourness comes across mostly as you know clean lactic sourness. There, there is a, a little hint of some uh, acetic in there as well. The, uh, you know what you would call vinegary, but it, does, it doesn't smell or taste vinegary. It just has that in balance with the other sour elements. Um, later, Lee and I were talking. I thought I got a faint whiff of some diacetyl, which actually you know it's a it's a butter, but you. Um, that's okay in a, you know, in like a Flanders red, you can get a hint of that behind it. And as long as it's kind of hiding behind everything else, it's just fine. That's the character of what, what this, I thought I got in this up front and then I was having a hard time getting it later. And I thought I got a little bit in the flavor too, but just a hint in the background as it like floats off the end of your tongue at the very end of the, the finish. So, which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. It's not buttery offensive at all. It's just like, it, you know, just sub or, you know barely threshold if it's there but yeah i could be psyching myself out too um <laughs> it's a pretty beer because it's kind of a reddish brown color with uh, a low light tan head of bubbles and and it you know has that thing like there's something about the surface tension of a sour beer that just kind of they kind of pop away quickly like soda pop bubbles you know it's just but it does at the end it leaves a fine collar of um you know tan light tan bubbles around the edge of the glass so it's like it's got these like little pop 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 and then fades to that that you know kind of uh thicker collar which is kind of cool um you don't expect a beer like this to have a big head that sticks around anyway um flavor wise pleasantly sour with mostly lactic sourness being prominent um you know the sourness level is medium high i would say but not it's it's not intense you know it's it's a it's a nice job of blending uh to get that the the teeth melting sourness away and, and, and bring in, you know, a little more body in with that. Um, a, you know, again, a bit of acetic lurking behind the, um, behind the lactic, but, uh, the wood character and the flavor was lower to me than in the aroma. There was a little bit of wood character, but it was just hiding behind everything else and well balanced with other elements. Um, seemed, seemed, you know, clean ale fermentation, obviously in all of this, there's no, uh, no funky hot alcohol or anything poking out in here. Um, just big fruity malt flavors coming through along with the sourness. 
and it finishes fairly dry, but not bone dry or anything like that. So, you know, medium bodied with, I would say, medium low carbonation, um, very low alcohol warmth. Uh, it's pretty smooth overall. Um, there were a little bit of tannins in the mouthfeel. You could get a little, a little puckering in there, um, but um, it wasn't painful puckering. <laughs> Um, and then it's not bitingly sour, you know, the, uh, the, the teeth melting quality or feel that you get in some sour beers where they just like yeah. coat your palate and it just like, you, you can feel the enamel melting away. Yeah. Those are too much. I don't like that. Um, so, you know, very pleasant drinking sour dark beer. Um, I kind of judged it along the lines of looking at some of the elements of a Flanders red, along with you know some of the American sours that I've had and well-blended beers. Um, this is a good example, uh, very pleasant, and it has a you know, restrained um, sourness and pretty well-balanced yeast of wood. If anything, it could use a little more wood in the flavor. I mean, it's like, I understand it's a little older barrel, and, and that, that could you know, give another interesting note in there, but as it is, it's very good. Um, so yeah, good work. Good work balancing the sour elements with the brett and the other bugs that are in here, and just really nice, pleasant fruitiness overall. So I give it a forty. Nice awesome. job. Good job. Excellent. Lee, what do you think, man? Uh, I like this. It's very nice beer. <clears throat> um, light acidity and some cocoa in the nose. A little bit of some berry esters. Um, it's pretty. It's fairly low carbonation, almost flat. Really, it's very low carbonation. So I had to swirl it to get some of the more interesting stuff out. But you do that, and you get some Brett character and some wood aromas. Um, the acidity, uh, which is in there, seems to be mostly lactic, but definitely had a little bit of an acetic edge to it, which was nice. Uh, very nice complexity in the nose when you swirl it. You get a lot of different fl- aromas coming out of there. Um, the appearance was a little bit hazy. Doesn't seem quite so now, but it's warmed up a bit. Uh, brown caramel kind of color pours a very low head which fades to a bead but that's well that's gone now but it sticks around for a while but you know sour beers like this sometimes just don't have much head as brian said um flavor medium strong acidity cherry and cocoa some caramel notes no hop flavor ibus just to balance which in this case means very very little um lots of fruit i get cherry berry plum some date kind of flavors in here uh, balances definitely towards the sour and the malt. Uh, probably a little towards the sour over the malt, actually. Finish is slightly sweet and then drying with lots of lingering fruit and cocoa, a little bit of wood flavor. Um, the mouthfeel, there were definitely seems some astringency in this beer, and that's something you fairly commonly would expect in a Flanders Red. You'll get some of that, uh, be it from the, the sourness of the wood or something coming out of the ferment, but you'll get that, and there was definitely some of that here. Um, other than that, um, that, that works for the style, but I thought that was fairly strong even for the style, not like out of line, but it was definitely kind of a prominent character there. Other than that, sort of a medium, low body, very low carbonation, not really any creaminess. You don't usually get much of that in a sour beer, low alcohol warmth, a bit of a drying, maybe could use a little more carbonation, but not necessarily so. Overall, I thought it was a tasty, very sippable sour. Good fruit character, good wood flavors, clean, bright acidity. Uh, the drying astringency was a bit strong for my taste, but not bad. Shouldn't, it should, definitely shouldn't be any more than that. Could be a little less. It might be, um, depending where you think the source of this is, maybe blend a little more of the young beer, which would probably have yes, less of that if you want to bring that down. Uh, age might help with that, too. Um, it, those things might help, both help lower the drying character a bit. Maybe it could use a little more carbonation. It's fairly low, but that actually might drive the astringency higher, so you, hmm. it might not help you in that, at least not in the short term. Uh, but all that said, really nice sour. Prominent, smooth souring, nice fruit character in there, nice cocoa flavors, nicely done beer. I gave it a 38. And I would probably, I mean, I was trying to figure out, I wanted to score a little higher in that, actually. Um and for me, the, the the question that was sort of holding me back a bit was one, and this is strictly sort of a BGC, BJCP thing, is how do you categorize this beer? Uh, so, yeah. you know, Belgian specialty sour, it's it's kind of hard to figure out what to exactly to, to call a beer like this. But the bet, my experience with this is the better job you do of sort of directing the judge's 
at something that matches the beer, hmm. the better they'll score. So calling it something like you did a dark sour blend of old and young, old and north coast Rasputin barrels is fine. It's what you did. But dark sour isn't something that gives a judge much to go by. I mean, for me, based on what I found in here, if you had called this maybe a Flanders Red, a blend oh. old and young Flanders Red, aged in an imperial stout barrel, it would perfectly have nailed what you have there and give the judge some, some expectations to judge it by. And if you did that, I think you'd probably get a few points higher than what I gave it because then you'd have sort of a style to compare it to and you'd, you'd compare it favorably as opposed to, well, I'll judge it on its own merits, and that's great, but what is this trying to be? It's a dark sour. It's its own thing. And, of course, you know, the category you put into may change in a few months when they come out with the new style guidelines, but that same principle is going to apply to a lot of these subcategories still, especially these open specialty things, because they're kind of, you know, you're, you're, the more you give the judge something to shoot for in terms of how they're evaluating it, the better you usually do in these things. I thought this was a wonderful beer. Uh, it's really nice. Very good sour. Thank you. That's great advice. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for bringing it in. And, in, and to the style comment, in big capital letters in, in under 16E, Belgian Specialty Ale, it does say the brewer must specify either the beer being cloned, the new style being produced, or the special ingredients or processes used. So, you know, giving, giving the judges a little more of something to go by can make, make a difference of a few points. But, yeah, I agree with that comment wholeheartedly. It was hard to know where to judge this, and we kind of – fell into 16e but you could also judge it as a wood aged beer you know in the 23s or just yeah i mean you could put it a lot of different places i guess do you 23, mostly i want to or, put it in my mouth i mean 23 special, <laughs> yeah well that's what i was going 23 for. specialty yeah. beer or or in the wood age do you think do you think putting a putting down that it was a blend of old and new made a difference would you have known that? Would you have tasted and gone, well, i don't know, there's something weird. That's a good detail to put because if yeah. you taste an old, you know, an old Flanders versus a, a younger Flanders. It's you know, okay, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be different. So. Okay, yeah, it doesn't hurt to put that sort of thing down. Right. Um, you can go crazy giving way too many details. I mean, just try to get to the essence of what the beer is. And because I would think for me, well, me because I, I don't brew very good beer all the time. But uh, then I, I would put that down. Then I know the comment would be, I don't really taste any old. So maybe work on your blend. You know what I mean? So I, I don't even right. know. If, that that's probably the point of the show. Probably I say like well, I didn't part think of it. it but, I mean, the rest uh, is to just figure out how to enter these categories, what to put down, right? Part of it, yeah, yeah. And I mean, honestly, I, not to get too harsh and judgmental as a judge, but that was the biggest flaw of this beer. Is what the hell to call it? Hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, um, cause, it's a good flaw to have. Yeah, dark think, sour yeah. doesn't say much. Right, it, it doesn't really guide you anywhere. Then it's not pale, and it's going to be sour. Right. I was kind of going after yeah. what the guys the rare barrel. Yeah, color coding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes doesn't tell you much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just have to go by the overall balance of the beer and give it the benefit benefit of the doubt for what it is. As a and a good judge can can do that and just you know look at a beer for what it is and say okay, even though they didn't tell me everything about this beer, I can kind of see what they were going for. And I I think I saw something of what you were going for with this, and I I like I like what I saw. And he masterfully gave it two more points than I did. <laughs> I bumped it up. Yeah, I bumped Congratulations it up one more to you, Brian. Yeah. Yes, good job. No, that was that's a wonderful beer. I, I you definitely. You said you had some more of this stuff hanging around. I do. I've got about three cases left. Yeah, it'll I, age I would, well. I would. I would meter this one out. Yeah, oh, yeah. this should, should age well. Yeah, we're going to try to do maybe one a year on an anniversary. For a few cases? Well, see. All right. Well, yeah, that, that, that will be good. Tanya yeah. has a time limit. Two cases of beer, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Start brewing some more beer, dude. Well, yeah, three cases is 75 years, so that's ambitious. Oh, that's true, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah. Look there at that. Yeah. I drink a case at night, so what do I have? <laughs> well, one bottle a year. That's... For me, it's, that's their two their 75th years. anniversary, they'll drink the last bottle and croak, right? <laughs> right. Together. Like, right. Perfect. This is a beautiful story here, guys. <laughs> Sorry, story. am I going too far with this? No, I love it. Oh, that'd be gorgeous. That'd be a, it's a brewer's dream right yeah. there. Kind of is, right? On law and life support, <laughs> <laughs> honey, your breathing machine is making it hard to smell my aromas. Yeah, can you put yeah, that on the you, IV? You, you're going to visit all your friends who still have a bottle left and like start stealing them out of their fridge. <laughs> That's another year we got. Yeah, so uh, you know, remember that uh, wedding favor? Look over there. <laughs> This beer uh, is to die for. Well, Sam, do you have any questions for the guys on this? Uh, no, I mean, that's exactly what I was looking for. 
was just kind of mm-hmm. where to categorize it. I, I get, yeah, the Flemish red would probably be a little better. I was thinking it didn't quite have enough acetic qualities. For that. It's it's not blatantly acetic, but it's right. definitely got some in there. And the acidity is, is prominent, and it's got enough of an edge for it. It'll work. I mean, it's not as in-your-face as something like a Duchess right. is, no. but it's, it's, it's a strong and very pleasant acidity. Yeah. Yeah, this, I think that would probably work. Yeah, this ended up as a, a, a third of it was a... Uh, out that I'd done with the Rosalaire blend from Wais. Uh About 40% ended up being the uh, Amber Solera project from the old Rasputin barrel, and the last third was a uh, just a super pale, low-gravity Lambic that I'd had aging for about three years already. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I got a lot of the fruitiness from that, that amber, and then a lot of the, the Lambic ended up being a bit too acidic, so the stout kind of balanced it out for sure. And I was just kind of curious to see where the blend would go, um, and I'm, I'm very happy with it so yeah. Awesome. Well, this is forty percent stout. Forty percent stout. Wow! And actually, I, you guys tasted that stout about a year and a half ago. Ah. Here, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I remember the the, the sour stout that right. came from Brett up there. Stout, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that was good. One thing that could be said is it's not extremely dark or anything. So if you call it a dark sour, you know, you could call it a, it's a it's a dark reddish sour. Or it's a it's a Amber red blend or yeah. something. But yeah, I mean, it's although it's probably not. It's not a red blend. It's a blend of stout and lambic, which is interesting. But it does have all the qualities that you would want in a good a good red sour or you know reddish dark sour so you know kind of there's some lines there you can play with when you're entering the beer talking about it but yeah yeah i would not have guessed 40 percent stout though no, i figured no i was way. getting a, a good cocoa flavor sort of in here but i figured that was all coming out of the barrel that it had been in yeah oh, man. a lot of it from that but yeah, yeah. The, uh, that cocoa cherry was awesome yeah yeah, yeah. And it looks like it's only five point three percent. I mean, I would have guessed that it's a little stronger than that myself. But it, it, that was intense. A, a rough guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah we, sure. we got married on May third, so that was kind of a five three thing. But it, yeah. it's probably about that uh, <laughs> in the neighborhood. Yeah, it was, it was a rough sours, yeah, you don't exactly. always. Yeah, TTV doesn't need to give a yeah. shit. Right, yeah. it's, a, it's a home brew. Right. You're not yeah. selling it. Yeah, you just wanted people to drink more and get happy at your wedding, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How did it go over? Were people it super well, stoked? Because yeah. sour beer, not everyone really digs it, right? Yeah, exactly. we've been really. I've been really surprised. People that I didn't think would like a sour have told me, have gone out of their way to tell me they've really liked it. So oh, it's wow. really, it's been really nice to hear. That's cool. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, okay. Well, if that's it, if you guys don't have anything, any questions? Okay. Thank you. Thank then you. we're going to, we're going to split. We're going to take a break and we're going to be back on with Sean with his, let me get my paper again. Strong, dark Belgian blackberry wit beer. Yeah. Cherry it's easier time. with yeah. cherry and no no don't confuse no me uh guys thanks for coming in i really appreciate it thank and so uh much. hope you had a good time me. thanks for bringing the beer it was a great beer yes you did it wonderfully yeah. yeah cheers uh all right we're gonna take a break let me find my thing hold on a second everybody sometimes this mouse doesn't like to work uh okay well i gotta push the button you think i've never done this before uh dr homebrew back after um this that's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, 
water resistant and ice chest approved. Grog tags stay on in water or an ice chest and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Ah, oh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. Ma'am, I'll need to take your top off for this examination. Oh, doctor. All right, everyone, welcome back. Uh, welcome, welcome. Pouring some new beer here, pouring the uh, strong dark Belgian blackberry wit beer. It is the show, uh, it's the, the Belgian uh, clone show, I suppose, and the show of a long name. Um, if uh, American Native American Indians had, uh, had a radio show, it would be this. See what I mean? Or Germans, huh. they do that too. They do? Yeah, they See, just, I don't just know. tack words together to make one long word. I'm so dumb. I don't know what happens in the world. Both beers are kind of reddish, too. So Are they? Uh, here's my glass, too, please, by the way. Fresh bottle. Oh, are you? here you go. Uh, thank you, sir. Sean, are you with us, buddy? I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I see a video. We may have to kill the video, but I don't know. We'll see. If uh, Beav, let me know if there's a lag issue going on. Would you, Bevo? All right, great. Thanks. Love you. <laughs> she didn't hear you. Never mind. Don't worry about it. You're doing great, sweetheart. Okay. Don't worry about it. What did I do? You didn't. You didn't do anything. You Let didn't. him know if he's lagging behind other, um, you know, other of shows, other people in his quality of of comments, and because we, we think he's lagging yes right in his personality, or the in Skype, general. Skype yeah. is lagging. I don't, maybe that's what you meant. I don't. <laughs> it's know. It's all right. No, no, you're fine. Thanks. All right, Sean. Tell us about this beer, man. Uh, well, it's a uh, a blackberry Belgian beer. It was kind of like my. Uh, kind of end of season brew i basically just had everything left over that i put into some kind of wheat monstrosity uh yeah. <laughs> kind of beer so uh really the uh the grain bill was uh, a little bit over 10 pounds of red wheat uh 10 pounds of two row some crystal 60 uh, uh i think i had some white wheat malt in there too and then i uh fermented the whole thing with uh some munich Yeast, and then uh, when it was done, I uh, threw into a secondary with uh, ten pounds of blackberries. I'll let that sit for another two weeks, and then that's what we got uh, today. So uh, I kind of classified it as a uh, as a Belgian specialty ale, just because of the high wheat content and the fruit. So I was just kind of was guessing where we kind of fit in, but uh, other than that, I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. Definitely strong. <laughs> What's the ABV on this thing? Uh. My math, I got like seven and a half, almost eight. The initial gravity was uh, ten sixty two, and the final before it went into the blackberries was uh, ten twelve. So it had a pretty hmm. good, pretty good drop. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. How long have you been a home brewer? Uh, about four years. Okay, and uh, is this your 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 first try at a uh, strong dark Belgian blackberry wit beer? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was my first try out. And, and like I said, it really just came from what I had left over in my yeah. uh, my grand stores. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just make that. Sounds good. It's the kitchen and sink beer, huh? Everyone has sink. to make one, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, it's always oh, going to be beer no matter what. So. Been there, done that, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever worked with fruit before, or is this your first kind of fruit beer? No, I uh, I, I really like like a raspberry wit, and I uh, I do a lot of wheat uh, fruit beers, like, but just standard like, uh, like Belgian wit, raspberries. Uh, I did a pineapple wit, which is really good, um, and then orange. I have a really good orange wit that I that I make pretty regularly too in the summer season. So I I, I do a lot with fruit just because I like the uh, okay. kind of the aftertaste of it, the 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 complexity it adds to the beer, and yeah, you know, it looks really cool in the fermenter too. So <laughs> color, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, pineapple wit, yeah, kind of interesting. Kind of, yeah, my uh, my wife subscribes to this thing called Bountiful Baskets. I don't know if you guys have it in your neck of the woods. Basically, it's a uh, it sounds like a, 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 a nudie mag. Yeah, yeah. You, well, you uh, it's a all organic fruit vegetable sign up thing, and you, you don't know what you're going to get every week. And we ended up oh, getting okay, like six yeah. pineapples. And she's like, "What am I going to do with these?" And I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. I'll do. I'll use them. Go. Let me just <laughs> throw them in there. So, 
It just yeah. kind of happened to have them, and it turned out really good. Cool. Yeah. Well, you remember we had um, last winter, I think, somebody gave us that, submitted that pineapple Berliner Weiss. Yes. Actually Ooh, really that good. was amazing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was tasty. That was good. Yeah, it was really good. It uh, was tasty incarnate. No, wait. <laughs> wait. Okay. Uh, that's a different okay. That's a different one. Yeah. All sure. right, Lee, it's Europe. For that comment, you go I'm first, dude. I get to lead off. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Belgian strong, dark, wit beer with blackberry. I guess it's not a wit beer, but you use a wit yeast, right? Yeah, I use a wit yeast, yeah. Yeah, so are you actually calling this a wit beer, or is it just a wit yeast, as a matter of uh, fact? You know, I, with the grain bill, I mean, with it basically 50-50 wheat and uh, churro, I mean, it's kind of there, but I don't know. I mean, it was just, it It, it seemed like it fit that the best, and then with the, uh, with the wit yeast on top of it, it just kind of... I thought it was pushing it that direction, but uh, I could be wrong. That's why I wanted you guys to taste it and let me know what you thought. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll take the difficult question. So what do we get here? Aroma, fruit, berry, floral aroma, blackberry skins with jammy undertones, caramel malt aroma blends well, ferment character is low in profile, slight spiciness and some tangerine kind of esters, no DMS diacetyl, some kind of, I thought, threshold peppery phenols. Um, appearance, good clarity, red amber color, pours a low white foam with pink hits that fades quickly to a low bead. Could use some better retention, especially for a wet bear um, for the head. Those should have pretty good head retention. Um, for the flavor, fresh and complex blackberry flavors, skins, flesh, and seeds all there. Medium high in intensity. Uh, the malt with caramel flavors uh, come is also there supporting that some tangerine esters um some low peppery phenol notes no hop flavor supporting ibus uh balances to the fruit and the malt finishes slightly sweet with lingering fruit and some tannins and some phenols and the tannins i think are probably coming from the seeds uh they definitely lend a drying i wouldn't say quite astringent but definitely a drying character to the beer Uh, medium to medium high body medium low carbonation uh, Whit beer should have actually be quite highly carbonated, but this one wasn't really carbonated very much at all. Um, not warming or hot, has a medium-low tannic astringency or drying character from the berry seeds. Uh, nicely creamy. Overall, I thought it was a pleasant drinking fruit specialty beer with some good flavors um, uh, and a few challenges that could be fixed fairly easily. Uh, the berry flavor I thought was complex and interesting. And reasonably fresh overall, and that's good. However, I think the seeds, seed drive kind of husky tannin quality to it wasn't so nice. I don't know how you treated the, the berries for this beer, but I've heard a, a lot of people when they do berries, you know, blackberry, raspberry sort of thing, these little seedy fruits, yeah. crush them and strain out the seeds before you add the pulp in. And that can help get rid of some of the seedy character. So that, if you didn't do that, that might be something to try. Um, the wit beer in, so. He just threw him straight in, he said. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that might be something to help get rid of that sort of drying astringent character. Uh, the wit beer characteristics from for men esters and the wheat flavor were pretty heavily masked under the specialty edition. So all the berries and the caramel kind of masked that over. Uh, so you could, if you wanted to bring the wit beer character out, if you're concerned with that, um, which, since it sounds like you're basically cleaning out the larder here, maybe you weren't. <laughs> but if you wanted to call it a wit beer, you might want to throttle back on some of the specialty ingredients or just change it to calling it a Belgian strong fermented with a wit yeast. Hmm. Um, th- this sort of is alluding to the, ca- the question of what do you want to call this beer if you're going right. to in a competition. Um, the other thing that could be fixed, it, it needs substantially more carbonation both as a wit beer and just in general. It, it was unfortunately fairly flat when it gets to us here. And it's got some nice flavors, but being so flat, it kind of detracts from the overall presentation of those flavors. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember if, if I noted whether this beer was bottle conditioned. I think this looked like it was probably a keg fill. It's pretty clear down there. Yeah, it was a keg fill. I just, uh, I, uh, when I filled it for you guys to send it out this week, I just I sanitized the bottles, put them in the freezer, and then just poured it right off the keg uh, with, a, with a tube to fill it up and cap them right away. So I probably didn't get uh, a good enough carbonation carryover with the bottle. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say you're you're you're, you're right on that. It's it's pretty low carbonation. So if you want it to present like a wet, you'll need high carbonation. Otherwise, and and you know most of the strong Belgians, you want pretty high carbonation actually. So you'll yeah, a little practice on that, a JP like that. A present little practice like a on wet. that. That front would, would probably improve, improve it, but it definitely needs to have the carbonation brought up. Yep. Um, other than that, I think the main questions are kind of similar to what we talked about with Sam is sort of how do you want to define this for the judges to think about if you're worried about competitions? If you're just brewing this for yourself, great. I think you're there. It's a pretty nice beer. Um, but if you want uh, someone to give you feedback on it from the stylistic side, it doesn't really present as a wit, so you might want to call it something else. Okay. Um, but the blackberry flavor is definitely there, and the caramel that you put in uh, is definitely showing up pretty well. What would you call it? I mean, what you, you threw out a couple options, but uh, um, you what could would call you it, it like a double or a strong dark with blackberries and a wit yeast would sort of focus the judges in a very particular direction, um, as opposed to calling it just a wit because it yeah. really doesn't present like that. It doesn't have the phenols, it doesn't have the fruitiness, it doesn't have the carbonation. All of that should be fixed, anyways. Um, and it's it's so dark. I mean, you could call it a dark wit, I guess, but um, it still doesn't really taste like a wit. So much of the wit right. flavor is, is revolves around things that aren't really very prominent here. Okay. Um, but it's a nice right. beer overall. I definitely enjoyed drinking it. I gave it a 29. Um, it'd probably score probably several points higher with the carbonation up at the right level. Okay. All right. Brian. 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 Hello, yes. Hello, Brian. Um. Yeah, this beer has a, in the aroma, has a sweet and fruity, cherry, berry-like presentation um, up front. You also get that along with the, the fairly rich maltiness. Uh, it has, to me, it had kind of a, a wort-like aroma, like when you're brewing the beer, a sweetness like that. like uh, Not sickly sweet or anything, but it just had that uh, kind of wort-like component and a little carameliness. Um the esters were, were medium high as far as it was pretty fruity. I'm not sure if, how much of that was coming from the yeast or or from the fruit itself, uh, but yeah, good you know good blackberry aroma. Didn't to me it didn't have uh, I didn't get any pepperiness or other spices that you get typically from a lot of Belgian yeasts or from spices that are used uh, traditionally in a whipped beer like coriander uh, as you would expect for that. But um, if you declare it as such. So I do agree with Lee. You know, you probably wouldn't want to declare it as a as a wit for for judging, and I'll, we'll get into more of that. But yeah, uh, no hops there, which is fine for a Belgian style. Um, you know, no no buttery diacetyl or, or you know cooked corn DMS or anything like that. Just um, you know, it seemed pretty cleanly brewed. Um, Appearance wise, I I thought it was a pretty beer. The had this medium reddish amber color with pinkish highlights in the glass. It was it was quite clear. It had you know a tinge of haze, but not not offensive. Just a and a low whitish head that, that fades really quickly. It did leave a little bit of a ring around the glass, though. So you know you can take off a point for the the head not really being there. Uh, you know, two out of three points isn't bad. Uh, flavor wise, it did have that kind of the wordy and fruity sweetness kind of carried into the flavor. To me, it's more the impression of sweetness because it, it seems like a pretty dry beer. Um, otherwise, but yeah, had kind of medium low bitterness, which kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, or that could have also been an impression of bitterness from the the tannins that are in there and the the CD quality that Lee was talking about. I really liked Lee's description of this beer, by the way. Yeah, it was very um, good. spot on, Lee. Mine is going to be horrible compared to that. But well, thank you. And, and no, there was a hint of a spicy phenolic in the flavor. Um, you know, probably from your wit yeast. Um, but it was definitely balanced the fruit and the malt. It wasn't it wasn't a yeast balanced beer as I expect like a lot of Belgians to be. Although if you, you declare it as a fruit beer, it's, it's balanced the fruit. That's that's fine too. So, you know, a lot is in how you declare it. Uh, no hops. Um, finished kind of medium dry, despite that perception of the fruity sweetness. Um, and the malt does have a hint of that that caramel flavor in there along with the fruit. Um, it's pleasant, but it gets kind of a bit washed out, and it's kind of. Um, the, the flavors together to me just were kind of fighting with each other a little bit. I would want it to either be fruity or caramely and maybe, um, you know, it did, it did seem to have a hint of the, just a hint of the tartness that you get in, uh, in some whip beers, which was, was good for it. I, I could have used more of that probably, uh, to make it more interesting. If, if you, 
if you wanted to go a different direction with it. So I'll, I'll you know, uh, body wise, kind of like Lee said, it was, it was kind of a medium full body with a, a you know a little bit of alcohol warmth in there, but it was really smooth alcohol warmth. Uh, there was a bit of astringency possibly from those seeds. It wasn't very very creamy, and the, the carbonation was was fairly low. Um, so yeah, it was a unique unique beer. Um, one thing, yeah, the the blackberry flavor to me, I don't know, it seemed slightly dull to me. What it didn't taste like fresh blackberry. But that's that the hard thing about fruit beers, especially ones where you're gonna you know use a a very uh, drying yeast, is that there's nothing there to pair with it to give it that uh, to make it really pop. So what I would do with this beer. Um, you know, it's pretty unique as it is and well-brewed. It's a very drinkable beer. Uh, it doesn't seem to fit in any specific profile, such as a wit beer or a Belgian strong. Um, and that, that faded fruit character to me is begging for something else with it. Like maybe, you know, make it into a sour or, you know, give it a little more of that tartness to make it pop a little bit, pull back that crystal, uh, and, and let the fruit shine through a little more without getting muddled and, or experiment with different ingredients like, you could um, make it more interesting. I had some really good uh, berry beers that are made with a lot of um, chocolate malts. Um, there's one from uh, Lost Coast up in Eureka. It, it, it's, they have a, like a, um, uh, a raspberry um, um, you know, chocolate chocolatey beer kind of. Yeah, um, I forget what it's called. Is that yeah. any good? I've never had that. Yeah, it's yeah. really it's really well balanced. It's yeah. a good beer. Yeah. Um, the name is eluding me, but yeah. You could add some chocolatey malts in with this in, instead of or in addition to a backed-off caramel presence with that. And, um, you know, look at your fruit addition methods, as Lee talked about, the sources, and, and if you can just get that freshness. The other way you could go about it is to, to figure out a way to leave a little more sweetness in the beer, use a high mash temperature along with it, but you'd also want to be careful not to get it too wordy tasting and have too many other things going on. In that case, you'd probably just want to have, like, you know, sweet kind of neutral malt um, along with that fruitiness that is there to make it, you know, pop in a sweeter way instead of more of a tart way. So there's a lot of different directions you could go with this beer, and it's it's interesting as it is, but um, I, I kind of didn't know where to peg it either, as Lee said. I gave it a 30, and I thought it was a very drinkable beer. And um, So pop more like Britney Spears, not Miley Cyrus, right? Sweeter, not uh, tart. Because they can both... Right, Beeve, you got me, right? Saying... Feel no, me, I'm dog? looking at you like you're stupid. Oh, I thought that's just how you looked. Well, most of the time it is, oh. but that was dumb. Did I wake you up? You did. Okay, sorry. I'd like to go back to sleep. Go now. back to sleep now. Thanks. All right. Yeah. No, just give you know find a way to give it a little zing and um, yeah keep. But you did a good job brewing the beer, and it seems like you kept everything happy. There were no yeah, there's not flavors in here, but right? sometimes these kitchen sink beers can get a little bit like this, and just the, the elements fight with each other a little bit. So. I don't know. I would. I would have gone on. You never know how it's going to come out. Sometimes when you're like, "Oh, this sounds like it might be good," and sometimes it 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 is really good, and other times it's very drinkable, like this one is, and other times it's just you know, it's like, well, uh, I need to do something different with this. But yeah, this one's kind of in between. So yeah, good job. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, and that's 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 what I wanted you guys to get some feedback on it. Is you know, I I really liked how it turned out, and I'd like to make it again. You know, now they got the recipe all, all, you know, in the system. And that way, you know, what way to tweak it to make it something where if it, you know, if I wanted to send it into competition or wanted to really make it match a certain style or what would I need to do to just kind of tweak it into that, you know. So, and the um, the seeds is a great point. I never thought about getting rid of the seeds that way yeah. uh, to get rid of the tannins. That's a that's a good idea. I'll have to do that next time I do that with the, especially with the smaller fruits, you know, the blackberries and raspberries and stuff like that. So Yeah, yeah. and they're like, 80% seed. So right. look into yeah. that a yeah. little bit before you sit down to do it. I think it's probably a bit of a pain. Yeah. Uh, you know, smushing those up and putting them through a, a filter mesh of some sort to get that out. Is, uh, it's worth it. Yeah. It, it. It should be worth it yeah. in the end, though. You'll get rid of the, that kind of tannic quality. Yeah. I looked up that uh, the Lost Coast Brewery. If you're ever out, out west here in Eureka, uh, north of us here, but uh, it's called the Raspberry Brown. It's just basically an American brown ale. With a really nice uh, raspberry flavor. It's probably their downtown brown, right? They do the downtown brown. Yeah, like brown, the right? downtown yeah. brown, which is a nice beer on its own. With the raspberry good. flavor. Yeah. And I, I I think they use an extract with it. I would you imagine. You can get pretty fresh flavors from extracts, too. And whole fruit is kind of a pain to deal with. You yeah. Can, it's, a, it's a good way to cheat. But you can try it both ways, and maybe the whole fruit ends up being the way you want to do it. But yeah, deal with those seeds for sure. 
Yeah, or if you look, you might actually be able to find a good fruit puree from these things. I know for some fruits oh, you can yeah, find sure. that, and that, that's de-seeded. That's a lot harder to find, hmm. uh, but it might be even a better product than an extract if you if you can find it. Some of the homebrew shops do sell that. Some of the ones that ship, like you know, more beer, I think, sells some of that kind of stuff. Uh, Oregon fruit puree. Oregon fruit, yeah, per- yeah the, that seems to be the number one. But uh, I'm sure you, maybe there's some organic you can find shop. Other, you other shops, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have any other questions for the guys, Sean? No, I mean that was that was really it. Thank you guys for okay, the uh, cool. feedback. I really appreciate it. Cool. So yeah. I'm glad you. I'm glad you enjoyed the beer. I know the. Uh, yeah. The one thing I really have to work on is getting that carbonation level in the bottle. So yeah, might- I don't. I don't really bottle that often. I just I usually keg everything. So I think get, investing in a beer gun or some sort of a uh, counter pressure filler to to keep it as true to the keg as I can. I think that'd probably be good too. So. Yeah, I'm yes. sure what your taste is a little different. That's going to drive up some of those flavors a little bit too, and, and yeah. it might be all you need to make it pop just a little more too. Yeah, and it, it could take a little practice to get that to come out right. You know, shoot a little high in your carbonation, but it's it's doable. And it's right. worth it. <laughs> we all mess up on that. I've entered competitions where oh, my, for beer, sure. my beer was way too undercarbonated, and I I deserved the low score I got. So you know. <laughs> great beer, flat twelve points. Right there, you go. <laughs> Try again, dude. All right, Sean. Thanks, man. All right, thank you guys very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate Good it. Bud. Yep. Take it easy. Hey, All bye. Right. bye. Good beer. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let is uh, let us uh, convene. Let the judges convene to uh, choose the grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Forty dollar gift certificate winner. So if you're in the market for for labels, I know both of our our guests today have had little custom labels. Uh, If you're in the market for that kind of stuff, go to grogtag.com. Check them out. They're fully customizable. They're reusable. You can just peel them right off. Uh, It's a vinyl thing. You can write on them with a a, a washable crayon. Uh, They're pretty cool. They they also make uh, keg ones that are permanent, so you can write with a dry erase marker, and you can label your keg the... How, you know, when you dry hop, the starting gravity, all that kind of stuff. They do coasters. They do custom bottle caps. They do custom wine labels if you're in the whole wine thing. Um, so, yeah, check them out. Grogtag.com. At least your beer will look good. Yeah. Sean, Sean's buddies. label has a little bit of running, though, to it. We noticed. Uh, uh, because the, the, con- the condensation kind of came down. Grogtags won't do that. And that's the thing I about Grog. You can put their ice chest approved, man. You put them right in the ice chest. You leave them there all day. Leave them overnight. Pull them out. The labels are still on, man. And although he had to ship his beers, and and Sam was able to bring his directly to us, you know, Sam's Sam's label that they use for their wedding is is not running. It looks looks like he got this professionally printed at a, yeah yeah somebody that does does labels for breweries or no, something. No, I kind of borrowed a, a, a laser printer from Staples. Yeah. Oh, okay, a great okay. return policy. <laughs> okay, great. Cheap ass, love it. Yeah, laser. Nice well, work. I, I, it looks like uh, the winner of the the grog tag would be Sean. Sean, all right. Hey. You know, it's uh, an award that, uh, you know, us as homebrewers don't normally like to win for, for getting the lowest, uh, you know, hypothetical score. But, uh, hey, look, man, you got 40 bucks to spend a grog tag out of it, so that's pretty cool. And I will, uh, I'll will uh, i shoot you that gift certificate. But I was, I was giving his label crap. It is a cool-looking label. He's got some it's pretty cool design, right? So he would definitely benefit for, from some grog tags, for sure. labeling uh, technology. Yeah. That's it. For sure. Uh, okay, we're going to get out of here. Uh, thank you very much uh, to Sam and Tanya, and very much, uh, very much thanks to Sean uh, for sending the beers in. Uh, of course, uh, Sam for bringing bringing their beers down and, and staying uh, up late drinking to yeah. wait for our, our slow asses to get. We'll get wait for Bev to not kick computers. Oh no! Whatever, oh, no. I do what I can. <laughs> yeah, good, good work. Keep. I, we thank her for being here. Keep trying not to destroy her for being here. I'm going to flee the blast radius now. I think you should. I think you should. We want our uh, help the next time because, you know, yeah, you just get all flustered when you try to do everything by yourself, JP. Right. I do. Right. I, I don't handle uh, technology, tech, I think is That's how you right. say it. Circles you, you in here. leap and... into the mixing board, and it's sad to see. Yeah, I just, I don't even understand. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know how to work it. Things happen. He right. has a lot of feelings, it's a, and that's okay. It's all right. It's all right. help. Usually the feelings are of, of confusion and uh, sadness. Where am I? Yeah, I don't oh. know where I am, and I'm sad that I don't know where I am. Let's have a whole show talking like, don't about JP's feelings. Let's not do that. Yeah, we could just oh, continue the show for another 20 minutes just bagging on JP and his feelings. We've here. had the last 10 years of this stupid right. network about that's, my stupid feelings. That's why he's ramping up the music. No one needs to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee, why don't you go ahead? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, it's Dr. Thanks. Homebrew. Thanks a lot for sticking with us. We will see you next time. Uh, peace. <laughs>